We're slovenly, we're feelingy, we're really kinda dumb. We're Terry, Shar, and Lissa, all here to have some fun. So guard your holes, let's make some rolls and talk some D&D with the Cave Trolls. How's it going? Hey. Hey. The studio Sorry. crowd is clapping for you. You can't hear it, but they're very impressed that you're here. <laughs> Sorry, I lost track of time. <laughs> How dare you? You know, we try to put together a very professional show. We invite you to it and you're three minutes late. I mean I had the I was thinking about canceling, honestly. I was I was like, who does this guy think he is? Three whole minutes. The audacity. We moved to Sunday just for you, and this is how you treat us. <laughs> Absolutely, you know it. <laughs> Hi, Rick. I'm Terry, by the way. How's it going? Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, it's going. It's very cold here. <laughs> oh, so you're experiencing the weather like we have here in Michigan. Um, it's like oh, yeah. negative it's five here. That. Yeah, it's probably not that cold. Let me let me look. Still counts. Yeah. yeah. Cold is cold, man. Um, here? Yeah, it is oh. 21 in Freedom Units. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this like Freedom Prize? Yeah, exactly. Probably, what, negative two, Lissa? I think it's negative two. Okay. Just so you know. Lissa's about to school us on cold. You know, <laughs> she's like, when the wolves came for my family in the winter... <laughs> That's when I really experienced true I don't know. cold. I've talked to Lissa about how cold it gets. Like one day it was like negative uh, five or ten degrees Celsius, and she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Listen, no, she had a reaction. Listen, I grew up in the tropics. Okay, I don't deal with cold. <laughs> but you also spent a lot of time in Finland. That does get very cold. It does get very cold. Yes. I've told you how I picture Finland, right? Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's just the Nordic wasteland where where <laughs> they fight off the wolves at all times, and you cannot tell me that I'm wrong because I've never been there and I won't believe you. Yeah, it's just Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just Skyrim, literally. Yeah, that's that, that's why. <laughs> Listen, an arrow to the knee. Does it mean that if you run into a giant, you'll get yeeted up into the sky and then ragdolled and then uh-huh. all the way back down? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big problem in the healthcare industry. <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys have, unlike here in the city. <laughs> this, is, this is why we need public healthcare. Because we can get yeeted <laughs> like a ragdoll. Yeah, so when you get yeeted like a ragdoll, you might survive. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know where we're going to come from this. I don't think I'm going to cut any of that, but I am going to jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Cave Trolls Podcast. My name, as always, is Terry Smith, and if you don't know, this is the only show you can get TTRPG news. If you get it somewhere else, you're wrong, and um, give us their names and numbers, and we'll have them taken care of, because this is our livelihood we're talking about here. I thought you were our fans, and you're getting your news somewhere else? Well... We'll talk about this later. First up, we have a guest this week, but we'll get there in a second. I know you're really excited to tell everybody everything, but first I have to say, Chardet, how many cups of coffee are you deep? One and a half. Perfect, perfect. I'd love to see it. And the other half of the slovenly trolls, Lissa, how are you doing? Hi, I'm so perky, perfectly perky today. (laughs) This is probably scary to the listeners. They're like, oh, she's perky. This can't be good. That's never happened before. 
in a good mood. But the, <laughs> another thing that's never happened before, we have a special guest today, DM to the gods. Rick, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. I'm also a coffee and a half deep. Oh, um, so you're perfectly perky as well. <laughs> before <Something> we like <laughs> before we go too far, I'd like to put you on the spot because it's fun for me and ask you, number one, who the heck are you? Why should people know you? And if they don't know you from that thing, tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so I'm Rick. I'm the GM for the Hammer of the Gods podcast. Uh, one time we had Lissa on our show, and that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so you might have listened to that one episode. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we're uh, actual play podcast, um, loosely based on like Greek mythology and Greek history, set in a homebrew world. That way, you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like it better that way. Then I don't have to like worry about historical accuracy. You know, mythology and history go hand in hand. <laughs> Very closely, yeah. I love the documentary that Disney did on Hercules a little while ago. That was one of my favorites. Um, I'm a little upset yeah. that you skew so far away from it. So, Yeah, yeah I love that one. <laughs> no, Shard, I didn't actually do it. I am talking about the Hercules musical from the 90s. I figured you were. I'm just like, I haven't opened Disney Plus in like, <laughs> so did they actually do a documentary and I'm just behind? Or is he making a joke about my favorite Disney movie? You know a joke is good if everybody has to question it and you have to explain it right after. That's how you know you're funny. Okay, but yeah, it's our favorite. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to include this. It's our favorite. Uh -huh. oh, perfect. Sure it is. It is like unequivocally the best disney movie so ah, wow i think we all just became best friends because that's completely factually accurate it is the best disney movie oh my god <laughs> now we just have to convert all of our listeners to um sharing our correct opinions <laughs> exactly we're gonna we're gonna wield our power correctly and we're just gonna convince the masses yeah. that they need to oh watch god. hercules again <laughs> get, us, get us some of that sweet Disney Plus ad money. I'll I'll talk about Star Wars. I love The Mandalorian. Little Baby Yoda is great. I definitely am not several episodes behind. Thank you, Disney. Oh man, I totally finished the first season and didn't stop after three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely also seen at least ten minutes of some show. Rick, come on, jump in on this ad money, all right? Just, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's going to roll in on this. I mean, I can chill all day because I'm totally caught up and I watch it, like, as it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. It was so close. I was having such a good time in the crossover with Last of Us when it comes to not an actual crossover. I don't want to get people's hopes oh, up. Uh, but, <laughs> but for, like, time-wise, the fact that we had Pedro Pascal on two different networks for a few weeks, I was so excited. And then, you know kids started pooping everywhere and people throwing up and it just throws the schedule off and now i'm i'm behind on baby yoda's adventures and yes i know his name is grogu i'm aware i've had people yell at me before they're like you're a star wars nerd shouldn't you be able to say his name even daddy can say his name i know that however it's much more fun to piss off star wars people because then they come on the show and leave comments and it's great for the algorithm exactly it's All true press good press <laughs> and as a Star Wars fan, I can confirm Star Wars fans are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they get so angry. <laughs> they do. I'm just, uh, I'm just here for a good time. 
Uh, who else can we piss off real quick before we run the run the first segment? Um, I'll, I'll think about that real quick, put it in the notes, uh, let's see whose mother we can insult. But first up, let's talk about the bits and bobs of last week. If you're a Patreon listener, you probably know that this normally comes out earlier in the week. However, we are moving stuff around to make sure we can get guests on the show. So you might be getting this a little bit late this week. I've had to pick and choose between like 100 different games. So if you don't hear one of the games you're really excited to talk about, I'm sorry. We'll get there eventually. First up, we're going to talk about the Walking Dead TTRPG, and this is just an update. You've heard us talk about it a couple of different times on the show. If you don't know, it's from Free League Publishing. They've done things like Mutant Year Zero, and it's in the same system as Tales from the Loop or Things from the Flood. Um, but they've had some really cool updates coming along, and one of the things that they're going to be adding to the game is being able to replay exact scenarios from the show. Does this do anything for the group? <laughs> All I did was add another groan to the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it. I'm not so much a fan of the show. I was a big fan of the comic book growing up, and I love Robert Kirkman and a lot of that. The the zombiness is really fun, but I love the system specifically. The D6s, Tales from the Loop is one of my favorite games of all time. So another game in that system is something that I've been talking about. But with this recent news, they've been trying to really garner that audience and say, hey, if you ever were going to try TTRPG, do this one from that show you watched for a decade. Apparently, it was like still on. Um, and I had no idea. <laughs> but people were still watching it. So they're really pushing for that over there on their Kickstarter. Um, it's not quite paying off, though. They're not really getting that, that crossover hit. Like, they were excited about... There's definitely fans of TTRPGs and Walking Dead that are going to buy it. But fans purely of The Walking Dead, this does not seem to be the the cash cow that you think it would. They're not jumping at... You know, chomping at the proverbial zombie bit to go play this game. Uh, do you think that that's an obvious thing? Uh, do, you, do you think that you that this would have been a little bit more successful? Uh, hit me up, Sade. What's your thought? I mean... I know a lot of people who used to watch The Walking Dead and still kind of on and off watch it, mm -hmm. and they're just, like, they're casual TV watchers, you know? Like, it's just a show that's on that they try to keep up with, and it's not anything, like, they're super excited about the world, or they're super excited about, like, how mechanically it all works, and it it's not a game that, like... I don't, I don't necessarily know how they're really translating it to TTRPGs because of that exact reason. But also, I've never watched The Walking Dead, so maybe they do have, like, really cool world building and stuff that I'm not aware of. But, like, when people talk about The Walking Dead, they talk about what character died that pissed them off the most. Like, they don't talk about, like, the cool, like, if anything, like, because The Last of Us came from a video game, they have a lot of that cool, like, world building and the plague started as mushrooms kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But The Walking Dead, it not so much people don't talk about that as much at least from what i know but also again i've never watched the show i just know people who have and that's not the kind of stuff they're excited about so it's not super surprising that people who are just casual watchers of the show maybe wouldn't translate to a ttrpg because i i don't know how pe excited people would be to have the premise of more of their favorite characters getting killed off and then pissing them off so i don't know there's aspects I, of that that i know people are excited about when it comes to like the gameplay tales from the loop you know the the mutant year zero system it's really really geared towards those smaller moments with the d6 system you're just looking for successes you don't have to worry so much about your stats and that can make a really lethal game feel fun still 
um, because it, it's about the smaller moments. So I think that aspect's going to work really well. But I, I'm in complete agreement with you. When it comes to the setting, it's more about the events and the different factions that are in it that I think you could pull from. It's like, oh, this group dresses up as zombies, and this group has made this like really, really good society, but there's a dark you know, undertone to it that stuff can work but when it comes to the actual setting minutia i don't think it really translates so well that everyone's going to be super excited about this rick what do you think you a fan of the walking dead uh you know i was until they killed my favorite character so, like, <laughs> I, I could see where you know maybe i could just write my own campaign where glenn doesn't die you, know? <laughs> you totally could do that good <laughs> but otherwise i don't i don't really see where it would be a huge draw for Walking Dead fans, because I mean, I think it was pretty well said already. Like they're they're more casual TV fans. They're not necessarily going to go out and be like, "Hey, I love this so much. Let me devote my entire life to it and play this." Game. <laughs> As people are want to do TTRPGs, I I'm a big fan of both. I mean, at a certain extent, I I'm more of the comic book fan and a TTRPG fan. Um, I love the idea of a never-ending zombie soap opera, which is the whole idea behind The Walking Dead. <laughs> I think that can translate to a game. I don't think you necessarily needed one that was The Walking Dead branded um, to, to do that. I'm excited for it for the additions they're adding to the Mutant Year Zero system, which specifically is base building. So that game has been growing with each new game using that license. They've added just a little bit. So it's slowly becoming one of the best systems ever, and it's kind of quiet. People know Tales from the Loop, but they don't know a lot of the other ones and with this one adding base building and society building specifically which is something i add into all my games i'm excited mechanically i don't give a shit that they got zombies in it and <laughs> it's in that setting it's called the walking dead when you sit down at my table to play this game next i'm not going to be calling it we're playing walking dead this week you know it's going to be something else with some other flavor stealing some of those mechanics uh Lisa, what about you do you give a shit about the walking dead ttrpg I used to watch the show. The show was fine mm -hmm. up until the point where it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I think I, I, think I stopped watching it after the asshole priest came on um, and a bunch of characters died also. Yeah. So I, I like got a number of seasons in, but then I just sort of lost interest and I thought this is really stupid and that I hate the priest. And <laughs> But then I don't know if that says something about me as a person and or my relationship with religion. So, I, I think oh, it always says know. a lot about you, Lisa, uh, whatever you say here. I want you to, to really think about it when you leave the show. <laughs> Here's an introspection. Uh, mm, yes. But um, in terms of, like, I, I think it's, like, a, a cool... I mean... Yeah, it, it's like a cool um, setting and a story, I guess. But yeah, it's not... The Walking Dead isn't really known for... It, it's the cool things. It's like you set up in, you know, a jail and you're, like, keeping out zombies. But I don't know how that would translate. Like, it's not... That's not really the world. That's just, like, a premise, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's moments are what makes it famous, right? And the characters that makes it famous. Yeah, and I, the drama I don't know. twist and the storyline. In that way, yes, okay. But how would you translate the main characters dying without pissing off the players by killing their actual characters? 
That's a, as as I started working on something because I, I have talked to a few friends who were somewhat excited, maybe not to play The Walking Dead specifically, but like our version of it. That's something we talked about: is every session building one or two NPCs to kind of pull from because that's it's kind of a rotating cast. Less so in the show; they still do that, but in the comics, it's really heavy on that. A lot of people die. There's only a few through lines, yeah. which I do recommend to you three if you really liked Walking Dead. We're kind of burned by the show. Go check out the comic. Everybody lives a little bit longer um but also it's it's not quite as focused on one or two main characters because those stars need to be paid a lot of money um to stick around so no one really has plot armor um with the exceptions of one or two characters so i i do recommend going back to the comic book but yeah i i agree it might be difficult to say hey we're gonna sit down at this table we're gonna play for a really long time and everyone's gonna die all the time sometimes that's the flavor at your table i've played with old school people who you know uh one or two characters die every single dungeon and that's what they dig maybe they could get into the walking dead drama of yeah we have that but also who's sleeping with who this week and um who's pregnant because that could really amp up the tension in our table mm, yeah um but I, we I probably if you, like a, if you do like a walking dead telenovela Ooh. crossover oh, you know see, that's, that's an idea yeah, 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 yeah. i mean it already kind of is that man like well, i i didn't realize how much of a soap opera it was because i kind of skipped the comic <laughs> when i was younger i love robert kirkman but i i read invincible when i was younger that was that was my go-to and he had this other zombie apocalypse thing i'm like i don't give a shit about zombies or, or anything and then when i got older i was like oh this is great this is just pulp this is this is just a soap opera and i never realized and then i started watching days of our lives again and we could talk about that at a different time um <laughs> we'll, we'll beat that dead horse later Next up on the Bits and Bobs is Everyday Heroes. This is specifically a 5e compatible project where they're adding a bunch of new characters and settings, uh, but with some really cool licenses like King Kong and Pacific Rim. Anyone get a chance to check out this Kickstarter? I'm skimming through it. and there How dare you skim? There's a, there's a way to use genius points, which is a mechanic of the game, and you can use it to do a can of whoop-ass. <laughs> 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 That just sounds amazing. And like the it has like a I'm I'm always down for a game that has like a good sense of humor in it in the mechanic, like built into the mechanic. Mm -hmm. So like that already has got me intrigued. I was super excited about the licenses that they grabbed for this, even like without knowing what mechanics they were going to toss in there, because I, I buy a lot of 5e supplements. There's a lot of ones that pop up in there. We're going to get into some more later. Um, but specifically, they have like Pacific Rim, Kong, Highlander, Escape from New York, The Crow, Universal Soldier, Total Recall, Rambo. Like the list goes on of like 80s and 90s action stuff in there. It's just so cool. And that, that can really um showcase d20 modern and what they're doing with 5e but also like if you have a, pl a friend who's like really into action stuff but never tried 5e and you say they can be kong that's going to get people to the table and that that's what i'm excited for uh lissa what do you think about some of these uh 80s and 90s mainstays making it to the table I wasn't born in the 80s, like, I... Oh, you weren't? <laughs> no, I'm a 90s baby. You're not 45? Um, I just thought... No. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, it's cool that people have stuff like this, and I, I always love trying new things, and I'm always up for, like, if it, especially if it has, like, a cool mechanic or a cool system or a cool setting or, like, a plot storyline kind of thing. You know, like I'm, I'm always down to try new things just because I 
love like the ingenuity and like seeing how things work together mm-hmm. um but in terms of am i excited about random stuff from the 80s coming in Not <laughs> <laughs> what about the crow the crow's the 90s you love the crow right you're a whore for gothic horror you know and that's the crow I- I believe I've seen the crow once. Yes. Oh wow! I, wow. It just really seems friends. like it, yes. I really oh. thought that that would be be your one. Rick, be my savior, please. You're so excited. You already bought this, right? Uh, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not super excited about it being a five E supplement mm-hmm. because and I think you guys have said it a lot already. It's it's just so overdone, you know. <laughs> It doesn't have to be 5e all the time. Uh, but I do think that all the licenses are really cool. Uh, and as someone who was technically born in the 80s, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes more than, like, this specific drop. Like, I don't have uh, any sort of connection to Pacific Rim. I'm more, like, Kong is definitely closer to, to like, my standards as well as Highlander. Uh, weirdly enough, an extremely big fan of Highlander growing up. Um, as much as it is a piece of shit, I loved it. Um, but I'd be excited to see if they're able to grab those licenses. What else can they get? You know, are we gonna get um, Big Trouble in Little China? Are we gonna get Die Hard? Um, what else can they get their grubby little hands on to showcase some of these things? If I can have a little minifig of John McClane, I'm gonna do it. Exactly, and I'm just I love '80s movies, but I love very specific '80s movies. Like my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. So if they got Back to the Future, I would be all in. Like I would be so hyped because that's just my favorite movie of all time, or anything by John Hughes. But those are like rom. Like how would you make a TTRPG out of that? With what they're like in their vibe, probably not. But like Back to the Future, Um, Molly Ringwald is the BBEG. We all know this. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I completely agree with you, Rick. Uh, the five E idea. We talk about it a lot here, right? Like it's just it's a little overdone. I'm excited that it's you know they're kind of updating D20 Modern. That could be cool. It's probably um, some interesting things that you could utilize even if you weren't into all of these specific brands. But um, overall, yeah, I'm probably gonna back it. But that's just me and making poor decisions. I don't know if you necessarily need to, but I'd be excited to hear from the fans. If you jumped on that grenade, as it were, Uh, moving on to another really exciting game that isn't necessarily just D20 Modern break with two exclamation points. You got to yell it every single time if you don't know. Um, (laughs) uh, Studio Ghibli Zelda inspired fantasy RPG. Did anyone get a chance to check this one out? It looks like it's just it's just a launch page. So you like, just I a picture. Have... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what else. The art style, as I say all the time, uh, is beautiful. <laughs> I love the art. So I'm I. It looks like a very cute vibe, and it has like a cute elf girl on it. So automatically, I'm intrigued. I, I everyone's into cool. to cute elf girls, right? Um, uh, Matt Jarvis did a really good write-up over at Dicebreaker if you want some additional information um, and pictures. I meant to link that in there, and I didn't, so that's on me. Um, but it is, I think it started first as a D&D retro cro- uh, clone, and it kind of grew into its own thing, and as well as like their own license. Ooh. So, yeah, so like, it, it's still... Um, 
holds on to the D20 use, but they still made their own system from it. A little less of a clone, like something like uh, Black Flag is going to be, which is just, hey, this is going to be 5th edition. And really what they held on to is we really like DC20 um, checks. We, we like the idea of having your aptitude tied to a skill. Um, and then they developed their own classes and a few other little bits and bobs that make the game a little bit more fun, as well as just adding full-on the anime Studio Ghibli aesthetic. Uh, it They say Studio Ghibli, and I get that because of a lot of the the sky portions that they're adding in and the whimsicalness of the fantasy, but it definitely strikes me more as uh, something that you would see in a, a TV series anime rather than, you know, Howl's Moving Castle or something like that. I think that's just the go-to when people think fantasy. Yeah, and also the art is very Ghibli, especially if you look at, they have a um, a website, just breakrpg.com, and the art style is just unapologetically inspired by Ghibli. Like, not like a clone by any means, but you can definitely, if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli, you can see the the inspirations for that, and that'll draw a lot of people in. Yeah, if okay, you take the art they, style from that, for sure. <clears throat> what are you going to say, Lissa? Okay, but they have a class that's called Murder Princess. They do. Um, <laughs> that is Lissa. <laughs> Full stop. Hello. Um, it, it calls me. It calls my name. They, they have a Rokudo mount, which is just a chocobo, just so you know. Um, so like, exactly. So I'm in as a Final Fantasy nerd. I'm really excited for it because I I like the D20 system. I, I'm very nostalgic for it. Growing up playing D and D, um, starting with fourth edition, then 3.5, and then fifth. Uh, so like I, it's really fun, and there's just something special about running rolling a D20. I get really tired of of fifth edition as well as like point buy systems. If I want to make something that doesn't quite fit into this paladin type class or something like i want to do my own thing so many systems when they go out of it just go yeah we're going to do our completely own thing there's nothing even close to fifth edition in here so i like the idea that they kind of took that groundwork and said we're going to make our own classes and do our own system our own way with some of the parts that we liked from DD. i always like hearing about that would i like it more maybe if they did their completely own thing and just went completely off the wall probably but mm. i'm still excited for it it might scratch a different kind of itch rick what about you are you excited about break uh yeah i mean i love studio ghibli and zelda and chocobos so like <laughs> definitely looking at their website right now and a uh, big fan already so we got we got to talk off the mic eventually, but we need to run a break game, right? Get some sort of fantasy isekai one shot where everyone's transported and they got to fight uh, chocobos or whatever they call them, uh, <laughs> rokados yeah. and mokados. Rokados are more are are like crueler. Mokados are a little bit more docile, like chocobos. In case you were wondering. Yeah, I'm absolutely down for that. That sounds fantastic. Hell yeah. Oh, fantastic. I see what you did there. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> your pun game is strong. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Listen, never admit that. Like Everything you do is on purpose, and you are a master 40 chess player. Um, <laughs> TTRPGs for trans rights in Florida is our final segment in Bits and Bobs. Um, it's still available. I know sometimes we're a little bit behind on these when we drop any sort of bundle and then they're like well we have 30 seconds to buy it uh when the episode comes out so we got a little bit ahead of schedule on this one um went live march 13th ends on april 7th uh ttrpgs for trans rights in florida is now live on itch.io so i'm gonna link it here there's over 500 games from 250 creators all the proceeds benefit um trans inclusive g and at zebra coalition so go check that out did anyone get a chance to look at some of the games in this lineup 
Uh, yeah. I bought it. Yep, uh, yeah, I bought it. I oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And I also bought it. And let's yeah. see. So yeah. it the one of the cool things, like it's itch.io isn't my favorite mechanically, but I love all of the bundles that go up on there. And one thing that they do much better than almost any other is uh they tell you, hey, you already have some of this. Um, this is what your crossover is versus like this bundle. And if you want to support, still support. But just so you know, you already have these three games. Um, so that's kind of a neat thing. So you can kind of pay attention to this giant bundle. I bought a lot of video game bundles through them, um, especially during the pandemic. And uh, one came with 2,000 games. And uh, oh I, I attempted to rebuy several of them through there. And they were very supportive in telling me that you cannot do that. <laughs> you already have these. <laughs> you cannot do that. You already have this. So that's pretty cool. There's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. We, we've talked about Thirsty Sword Lesbians a lot on this show. Um, Mizigoths versus Malgoths uh, is another really fun one on there that I've heard of. Wander Home, I don't know if I've actually heard of this one, but that one looks amazing. Didn't that, didn't that win an Emmy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and then you wore Yeah, exactly. I have this bookmarked, so we definitely have talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> um i think i just forgot about it but the art on there is is fantastic as rick said um lots of cool um magical little toadstool people and frogs and mice i i love the idea like the red wall and um um the the mice knights one i can't think of it off the top of my head um mice guard mouse guard that's what it is um definitely has that Ooh, feel like to that. it like the mouse guard comics Yes, uh, yep, like the Mouse Guard comics. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I lo Mouse Guard is a, is a big one in my household with my kids. My daughter loves this thing called Calico Critters, which are which is like, uh, think Mouse Guard, but if they were just like, you know, quiet and lived in a co cottage and hung out and it was very sweet and cozy. Um, so when I introduced Mouse Guard uh, to it and I'm like, it's like that, but they have swords and they fight snakes and they, there's a whole, um, there's a whole kingdom that they must protect and there's traitors. It was such a huge hit and they fell for it immediately. Um, so anything along those lines, you know, you give a, a, a mouse a needle and now it's their sword. They jump right into it. Aww. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I got to, got to meet the creator <gasps> years and years ago have like several signed comics of his yeah big fan oh that's so cool <laughs> well we need to talk about that probably a different time because that's amazing um i'm holding my copy of mouse guard right now um but that's really exciting moving on before i just geek out completely we're gonna go on to our village crier segment this is where we talk about the general news um, as I put in the explainer for Rick, <laughs> so you do, you're like, what the fuck is the village crier? Uh, <laughs> also, if you're wondering, Shara, <laughs> Lissa, you're like, yeah, we know what our segments are, Terry, you fucking I idiot. Got, I figured it was for Rick. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, he's better not be mansplaining our own <laughs> Listen, I would love to come on Slavenly Trolls and tell you just really, just like how you should be doing it. You know, I just want to uh -oh, help you in that uh -huh. way. Um, as a straight white man, I think I could really amp up that show. What do you think? Yeah, we'll always take straight white men's opinions very seriously. <laughs> always take the straight white men's. Oh, man. Um, before I get canceled immediately, let's move on. Let's talk about the Nebula Awards. D&D Adventure Collection nominated for Best Game Writing alongside Elden Ring at 2023 Nebula Awards. This comes from Dicebreaker, who wrote this article as it loads. Alex Meehan, 
Um, there's some really cool things coming up at the Nebula Awards this year. If you don't know, award show that covers all sorts of fiction and lots of different types of products. But they do have categories for TTRPGs, which is awesome, of course. Um, but right now, the Radiant Citadel is what has been nominated. Uh, really, really cool. I would say supplement, but it was it, it's an expansion. It's a really awesome book. Um, we've talked about it on this show. Rick, have you had a chance to check out Radiant Citadel? Yeah, I uh, pre-ordered it, and it was probably the last book that I will pre-order. Not because it was, but like I love that book. It's just because you know, was right. because Tim yeah. suck it. No fault of Radiant Citadel, which if you don't know, awesome book made uh, perfectly by uh, people of color, uh, almost exclusively. So it was one of the. I would say more inspired books, but also it was just one of the few products that showed, okay, maybe D&D and Wizards of the Coast is listening, and then they put out Spelljammer and showed us that they were not. Um, uh, but the people that created Radiant Citadel, not the problem. D&D is the problem, and a lot of us, that is also the last book that we had purchased, and probably will purchase from D&D, for a long time at least. Um, who knows, it might be bought up and they make really awesome stuff and they turn us all around and one D&D will be the savior of the world. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. That, that could be the case. Yeah. Someone tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> Who wants to play Walking Dead? <laughs> uh, we'll jump into break. But I'm really excited to see it nominated at an award show like Nebula. I was a little bit uh, let down by the Ennies last year for several reasons and we've talked about it on the show. Um, Nebula Awards is another one that we can kind of look at um, that showcases a lot of really interesting writing that might not get mainstream, quote-unquote, appeal. So I, I'm excited to see them get the nomination. They need, they deserve the flowers. They need them. I would love to see them moving on to other things. I would love some of the and they do. If you look at some of the writing credits on um, Radiant Citadel to, to see what else they can do, even if it's outside of, of Watsky. So it's exciting. Anybody have anything to add before we move on? To the next segment? Not really, nope. no. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for your very <laughs> serious input. Moving on to the eye of the beholder, our opinion discussion segment. This is where we argue and fight to prove one opinion is better than the other, of course, because that's how opinions uh -huh. work. Um, could going to see the D&D movie teach Hasbro the right lesson? Um, this is inspired by uh, a tweet from at D&D Sheet. Um, that D&D movie is getting great reviews, so is it time for D&D fans to fully get behind the movie? And could that actually teach Hasbro a lesson? Um, the idea behind the YouTube video is, hey, we were all boycotting this movie uh, because we didn't like what they were doing, and then they fixed it. Should we show them that we heard that and go see the movie, especially now that it's getting good reviews and we really want to see it? Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to hear from us. Let's start with the guest. Rick, what do you think about this idea that, hey, let's let's vote with our wallet and reward this decision that we agreed with i'm pretty sure that no corporation will ever learn any lessons <laughs> <laughs> but they're people according to the constitution rick yeah well yeah so cynical i love it yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, then go ahead <laughs> Oh, I was just saying that's why you guys invited me, right? <laughs> well, we're, uh, give me your address live here on the on the show, and uh, we can see if we can line line something up. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Uh, 
I would love to hear from everybody else as well. But before we go too much further, I want to say that I agree that corporations aren't going to learn their lesson. I, I think if you affect their bottom line hard enough in the negative, they have to listen sometimes. But even then, they'll, they'll find a way out of it. Whatever's going to make the money. I don't know if we can really swing the pendulum with our wallet when it comes to who is going to boycott it now versus who goes and sees it. Cause I don't think we're the vast majority of the audience that was important to that revenue. I don't think everyone who plays D and D we might make, you know, some sort of hit there, but I don't think that was the main audience. This is a general audience movie. This is the Marvel crowd. This is the people that goes and sees transformers um, globally. This isn't meant to just be, Oh, the nerds are going to go see this one. Everyone was the plan to go see D and D. So I don't know if, it's going to teach them a lesson. Um, Lissa, what about you? What do you think? I don't know. I'm torn, again, uh, as always. Um, I Like Natalie I and Brugia? The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw an advertisement for the movie yesterday, like, in real life. Um, oh, in on... real life? Like, on, like, a yeah, billboard? On a, on a bus stop. Yeah. Oh, you go outside you still? Walk... What's that like? Yeah. The mutants it's, it's didn't great. take you? Um, it's it's rainy. It's muddy. It's my shoes are completely destroyed. It's great. I love spring in the UK. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I don't know. Like, I have been reading that they are doing really well. People are really reacting well to the movie, and like ah, uh, but I'm a woman of principle when it comes to boycotting things. Um, and I am still pissed off that Wizards of the Coast did things that made me mad. Mm -hmm. And I still want to, I don't know, like, show them the middle finger, be like, this is not okay. But I don't feel like I, me personally boycotting the movie is going to make that much of a big difference. Well, I heard them talking about it on the last investor call. They were like, if Lissa goes and sees this, we might have something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're fucked. Like, she, no matter, like, no matter how big my ego is, I don't think that my wallet would speak that much to them. <laughs> well, if you had a bigger wallet, Lissa, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Sharday, what about you? Are you, um, has this shifted your mindset? What do you think about the idea of voting with our wallet in the positive this way? I mean, I, I watched the video this morning, and there, it's definitely a good point to make, like kind of rewarding them in a way that makes sense to them. But mm -hmm. I agree. I think this movie is marketed as a more general audience type of thing. Like, yeah, they're definitely trying to appease D&D &D fans, especially in the very specific clips that they've released, the way that they've done the trailers, the, the things that they've shown, like little Easter eggs for D&D &D fans. Yes, like they're trying to get D&D debt. D&D fans excited to see it but also they cast Chris Pine and Ruji Jumpage like <laughs> and they and Hugh Grant like they're big names in this movie that are going to be draws in, in and of themselves so I don't again I'm also skeptical I don't think that vote if you still wanted to not see this movie out of principle like that's totally fine but I think yeah you should probably be skeptical because I don't know how much that's actually going to affect it because it was marketed to the Marvel crowd. Um, I'm going to go see it, full transparency, because <laughs> I've been excited for years. And I had full intentions of boycotting it, And but as soon as the SRD stuff happened and the um, uh, like all of that drama, and now it's kind of rectified, I'm just like, I want to support movies like this kind of for the reason that the video talked about, because I want to see more movies 
in the Forgotten Realms. I want to see more um, properties of D&D, and I just want to consume more D&D stuff in the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's very wishy-washy of an answer, I know, but, like, it, it's a wishy-washy situation, and it's really just, like, go with your gut at this point, and thankfully Wizards hasn't done anything awful, knock on wood, um, yes. super recently, mm-hmm. so unless mm-hmm. that changes in the next, like, seven-ish days, um, I'll probably still go and see Don't it tempt them. Don't, listen, <laughs> knock yeah, on wood, because <laughs> they have the ability. <laughs> um, they are want to do things like that on a normal basis. I agree with you. Um, I like the idea. Uh, normally, you'll see, like, an audience, when they hit vitriol, um, they, there's not a lot of coming back from it. We talked about Star Wars, right? You piss off a Star Wars fan, and they're pissed off for life. Doesn't matter if you fix the thing that they were mad about, they're still mad about that thing. Um, so I like this nuance of a take of, hey, we were gonna boycott, they did fix the thing, so let's reward that behavior. Um, I like that thinking. I don't know if it's gonna have the desired effect, because a lot of the negative wasn't that we weren't gonna go see the movie, but it was the negative press that was coming around it. Um, I don't think that we could garner enough positive press from this same way going the other way to make a difference because they don't care about our positive press it was our negative press that mattered um the positive press is going to be from people and word of mouth going to see this it's not going to be that oh and the D &D fans like it that's not going to be enough to move the needle um i'm also going to go see it i'm going to see it with char Uh, so (laughs) so so there's that and rick again if you give me your address live on the air um we'll get you some tickets I was going to go see it today at 2 o'clock, but I couldn't get a sitter in time. So um, they had a few early showings um, for if you were an Amazon Prime member, weirdly enough, uh, you could go yeah, see it. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I, I understand there was a couple of like Investor Connect stuff if, if AMC, if you were part of that whole thing. If you owned AMC stock, you could go see it early at a few showings, which they do a lot. Uh, but the Amazon Prime thing was a weird tie-in. Um, I don't know where that came from, but still interesting. Um, so uh, I'm definitely going to go see it. I I don't think it's going to prove a lesson either way uh, with with my dollar, but I would love to hear from the fans. What do you think? I Again, I love this uh, very nuanced take, which you don't see a lot from fandoms. So uh, thank you, D&D Sheet. I, I'm excited to. Rick, you get the final word. Yay or nay? You want to see it? Uh, I'm probably totally not going to torrent it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I love to hear. Wow. Hoist the flag high, my friend. Um, <laughs> and then if, whether you want to, you can send, send the link or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very, very cool. Um, so, uh, completely off topic, are you excited about Black Flag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love pirates? Right, right. Uh, very exciting. Um, as a representative of the KHL's podcast and the Can't Be Killed Network, we do not condone uh, pirating <laughs> a- at all, and we would never do that. And in fact, we would, uh, we would definitely decree anyone who does do that, watch out. Um... <laughs> Uh, moving on, <laughs> Bardic Inspiration. This is our related media segment. Um, we all agree, always. So we introduced these Eye of the Beholder segments so we can have like some sort of like nuanced, argumentative take. We never argue about the opinion piece. We're always kind of like lined up. We argue about the dumbest shit on this show. You know if you're listening. Rick, I apologize. I know you were excited. You thought we were going to come to fisticuffs. And we were just like, nah, go see it, man, if you want to. It's all good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but- no, I mean, I'm good with it. It makes sense. 
<laughs> what we might argue about is the next few things. So, uh, in our Bardic Inspiration segment, uh, a classic D&D video games, including Spelljammer and Dragonlance, are returning to PC for the first time in 25 years. This is similar to the Gold Box edition that they did a few months ago. Like, uh... Uh, it was really exciting to see all these old school uh, D&D games, and now they're doing it again with more 80s and 90s uh, releases. Uh, does anyone care about some of these? Uh, Dragons of Flame, Shadow Sorcerer, Heroes of the Lance, War of the Lance, anything? Rick, you were born in the 80s. Do you know these? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know them. I've never played any of them. I'm curious because I like some of those settings, but... Yeah. You know, I'm also poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, uh, if you're nostalgic for it, it, this is really neat. This is probably gonna be coined the silver box, um, as the other one was the gold box. And these these were a little bit of like lesser known games when it comes to D and D PC games. So while the other one was like, oh, everyone played this, these are like if you are really hardcore, you definitely know these. They're not great, in my opinion. I don't think anyone needs to rush out and get them right now. The Mistara games are cool. Um, and you might go, oh, this is kind of like uh, old school Daggerfall, Oblivion, that type of Bethesda game if you're interested. But I wouldn't say if you didn't play these before, you need to play them now unless you're some sort of uh, video game historian type and you really like seeing where some of these games come from. Uh, but because they just don't hold up. <laughs> like there's when you go back to like, oh, this is bad design. That's <laughs> that's what this is. I don't know why I need to spend my day doing this. Better, thank God. Right, yeah. right. Let me let me just say, I uh, on stream the other day started playing Elder Scrolls Arena, the original. <laughs> oh my God! How did I did it break? It, it was it was mildly embarrassing because I'm like, wow, oh. I've played old video games and I just kept dying because. There was nothing that told you how to like attack. No. So I got no. that multiple times. Oh wow. But you know, I love I love those old school games, so you know, I, I'm curious. I mean, you might find some like morbid curiosity in this pack then. Um I, I played Daggerfall and specifically Arena back in the day on my palm pilot um that i got through my oh school my if i to age myself a little bit wow um and it was a fun time i was a little bit later than like the pc crowd but not too much um they didn't run well either <laughs> in case you're wondering how to control it with a stylus you can't um but i i even me who has nostalgia for these games i'm not chomping at the bit to to get in on this uh uh, but if you can, if you have lots of money, or if you you uh, sail the high seas, uh, you could definitely check out this pack. <laughs> I, mean, I again would never condone it, but I would say that it's no, out never. there. Uh, <laughs> Lissa, what about you? I know you're a big fan of these old school PC games. What do you think about the silver box coming? Yeah, for once, I'm not fussed, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> oh but you're always so fussed um (laughs) did you see any um like ads for this at your local uh bus stop no i did not see any ads for this at my local bus stop i'm really wondering why this hasn't reached more word of mouth sort of Mm. information yeah the old the old lady at the bodega that's right around the corner is really excited about about the silver box coming uh moving on D honor among thieves adds one more familiar voice to its cast can anyone guess what it is if you haven't read the article or if you've all read it don't say anything (gasps) sorry about it so i won't say anything (laughs) 
Wow. So they've added Sue Perkins of Great British Bake Off. Um, so there's that. If that does anything for you. We love Sue Perkins. Look at that. That is not the person that I would have imagined doing any voiceover for a D&D thing. But now that she is, I, I mean, come on. Like, Sue <laughs> I, I think it's a, a pretty cool fit for, like, the lack of a better term npc characters the background characters that they're gonna have in this um and we, we've always had this really weird tradition of npcs all speaking with a british accent for some reason <laughs> when it comes to to D stuff whether it's at your home game in, in you know on a tv show if it's this fantasy setting you're like oh it's not fantasy unless they're british which doesn't make a lot of sense that's colonizing right there um at its finest it's seeped into our fiction um but i could definitely see them voicing somebody in the background so that's kind of cool um rick does this move the bar for you have you changed your mind you're gonna go see it now you didn't know sue yep. perkins was in it 100 percent sold no longer pirating <laughs> <laughs> now that you were but were, you were before. yeah but now definitely not yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be completely honest I, I don't watch great british bake-off so i'm not too familiar How i've seen them on stuff you? like i'm aware of who they are but i'm not i'm not in you know oh. steeped in it yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I've never seen it. I've heard good things, just haven't gotten around to it. It's such a good show to put on. You don't have to pay attention to it. It's just a very calming show, and it's on U.S. Netflix. I don't know where to watch it in the U.K. because it originally airs in the U.K. But in the U.S., it should be on Netflix. Just put it on the background. It's so calming. And then like the little drama that does happen, you get so invested in because there's usually not any drama like baked baked alaska gate is still to this day haunting me (laughs) what is baked alaska gate you you'll know when you watch it terry it was a moment (laughs) all right i just love love the vines and the videos that come out of it um the vines how old are you lissa i mean or yeah i mean i'm I'm old it's fine um but (laughs) i just it's these comedians that like I know and love, like yeah. um, Ed Gamble, Sarah Pascoe, Dish Kumar, and Sue Perkins and stuff. Like it's, they, I love them so much. And then when they do do stuff like baking, and they have no idea what they're doing, and then the things that they say, it's just chef's kiss. It's so funny. Perfect. I just I love, love it. it. You know, yeah. I take it back. I have seen an episode when they had the crew from Dairy Girls on. Oh, that's Ooh. a great. It's such a good, yeah. <laughs> Because I love that show, yeah. so I yeah. watch that. So you should go watch that one, Rick. I can I can vouch for it. It was entertaining. Yeah, I was recently heartbroken when I watched the last episode of Dairy Girls, and I did not know. It was <gasps> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, can't wait for the next season. Nope. Oh, I'm gonna cry again because I, mean, I was already crying at the end. Like it's it's a really really good ending of a show. That show, yeah, in my opinion, is almost it's perfect. So yeah. It's so good, yeah. But not knowing, oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's just talk about Dairy Girls for an hour. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> People that know that in Great British Bake Off. Dairy Girls TTRPG. When <laughs> The best class secretly that you could play is James. People don't realize it. It kind of slept on. But, uh, heart of the crew. Heart of the crew. Oh, man. Uh, well, that is about it. But before we go to our BS section, I promised Rick 
that they can plug all they want to. So, Rick, jump in here. We have some awesome stuff for you to talk about. Um, what you're working on, a couple other games of friends that are working on stuff. Uh, Sinner, Sacrifice for, uh, for Redemption, right? Um, Solo yeah. RPG. That's the one I was excited about that you sent me. Um, but you also have, what's the name of it? Even Footing Games. So, this is your chance. Give us the diatribe. Jump in. You have the podium. Yeah, so I'll start with, you mentioned Sinner. Uh, my friend Kay, who is also you know a player on our podcast, was in the same episode as Lissa, um, has written a couple of solo TTRPGs. Uh, did one you know like you said based on Center Sacrifice for Redemption. Uh, I didn't. I, I know nothing about that game, so I didn't know. <laughs> you sent me the link. You couldn't read the link. What if it was spilled well, with pirating well, things? No, like, I, I didn't know that it was based on I guess a video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You might not know if you're not unaware of that game. That's fair. Yeah. Not that video game, not written by K. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it. But then she did write one that was totally her own invention. Uh, no dollars in a dream. The other one that I sent you that sounds really cool. I mean, they both sound cool, but I like that one because you play um, an inventor. Like that's kind of the whole concept of it. And you are able to add like little mini games and things like that. And, I just think it's awesome that my friend wrote these two games and uh, didn't even know they were coming. Like, I saw it on Twitter before I saw it anywhere else. <laughs> and No Dollars for a Dream are, is free, just so you know. Um, both of them are free. Oh, both of them are free? I didn't see that the other one was free. Oh, damn. Go do that and then find the coffee account or um, the donate button on itch.io and give some money if you like the game. And if you don't like the game, still give some money. You got it. I know you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing uh i write for even footing games now uh for some oh, yeah i i they asked me to they don't pay me but, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so we're at some point hopefully this summer coming out with our newest book uh in the babies and broadsword system we've already got you know the the main book with all the rules we've got our crawl of cthulhu it's already out the next one is Bathfinder, so it is pirate Aww. Yeah. I'm so, so excited about that. Um, I didn't know that you had any affiliation before you sent me this, but Babies and Broadswords is an awesome game that we've covered on the show before. Yeah, I, I love it, and I am still kind of in awe that like they asked me to come write for them, because I, not that long ago, just found it through some other friends' podcast started bugging them on social media and then one day they're like hey you want to come write for us <laughs> that's awesome yeah and it's it's an awesome game uh i'm really excited for that and if you don't know if you're like oh well that sounds kind of strange i don't know if i should go play that they have crawl of cthulhu come on <laughs> yeah it's mm -hmm. the name alone for the puns get it for the puns <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's also a really really fun game um can you give anybody the pitch on babies and broadswords in the system maybe as and in general uh, so one really cool thing that I, I think I'm allowed to talk about because I've mentioned <laughs> other times. Uh, so the system for it is actually called the potential system. Um, we've not released anything specifically for that, but it is a D6 based system. Uh, it, it's basically just going to be reworded slightly from what it is in Babies and Broadswords, but it's going to be something you can put in any kind of setting. You know, it'll be like a Cortex or any of those other that I'm blanking on now. GURPS, where, Genesis. Yeah, sure. Exactly, yeah. 
Um, you're saying all the right words, Rick. You're 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 itching my brain here. This is uh, this is all good stuff. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I said I wasn't gonna mention it, but here I am. Uh, we are also next year or later this year or something uh, planning on doing a space interns <gasps> setting. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, but that's like TBD. We've not even really, really started on that. That's just like a. We've got that idea out there. Ooh, I'm very, very excited. But yeah, I mean to to give like the the breakdown of babies and broadswords. For one thing, it's adorable. I mean, <laughs> you get to play as really anything. Like, there's not. It's not like D and D where you've got to pick, you know, your your species or your background or whatever. You've got your classes. Everything else is mostly just flavor. You know, I've played all kinds of ridiculous shit in that game uh and not just whenever i ran it like they one time let me be a sentient rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> so you know you can do whatever the hell you want with it and have fun and be ridiculous and gross and adorable that's so exciting um definitely check out that game have you been featured on their podcast yet right um not well actually technically yes um, <laughs> I, was in, oh. I was in their christmas special um uh. But then I'm going to be in the next season. So they're currently in season four. They're doing Bathfinder, which also, Kay, who wrote the uh, the solo TTRPGs, is in the current season. So, you know, go check that out. Uh, Even Footing Games Presents. Fantastic podcast. Uh, and then next season, we're doing Kids on Bikes, and I'm going to be in that. Oh, I'm so excited. Kids on Bikes is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and I love Tales from the Loop, and I love the D6 system, and I love Babies and Broadswords. And I'm not jealous of you at all. Um... <laughs> Uh, but that's all super duper exciting. Definitely go check that out. I'll have the links below. Um, so congratulations, Rick. You deserve it. It's really, really cool. Um, we're definitely going to flood the podcast when you get on there with lots of comics. Like, who's this Rick guy? He needs to be on every episode. This is so cool. Uh, I'm so excited for it. So uh, watch out for that. Um, also, go give them five stars reviews. It's definitely worth it. You don't have to listen if you don't want to. Just give the five star review. It's good. Um, it's yeah. wonderful. And while you're over there, you can give us a five star review. Um, but before I give you the wrap up spiel, let's talk about some BS. Let's talk about the stuff that isn't TTRPGs. We know what you're here for. You want to hear us talk about what we did, you know, with our laundry last week? Um, Sade, what's the cool stuff that you've been doing lately outside of the TTRPG space? Oh man, I have been opening and closing Steam for days during the Steam Spring Sale, um, trying real hard not to just completely decimate my credit card bill. Um, I bought Go one with God, Char. Who's going who's gonna to stop you? The creditors? The banks are all failing anyways. Go for it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true, yes, because I, I definitely had money in what? Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Credit Suisse is next, man. They're all going down. It's fine. There's no problems. The, the house is not on fire, so go spin. What games did you pick up? I picked up a game that's been in early access for a while that I've been looking at called, I think, Sunhaven. Yeah. It's, a, it's like part uh, farming sim, part RPG, and it is a huge co-op. So if I could find people to play with eventually, I don't know if it's on Mac, Lissa, so I'll check that out. I'll play Sunhaven with you. I picked up that yeah. as well. Um, you can pick it up for 20 oh, yeah. bucks if you like Kinseed or Stardew Valley, more likely. But it's a little yeah, bit exactly. bigger than those I'm other super, ones. I'm super into those games right now. So I've been... I've had my eye on it for a while i watched a um i watched a streamer 
play it and I'm just like, oh, this seems like 100% on my alley. I can be an elf. Perfect. And then like, I can be an elf and I can farm stuff is my vibe and I love it. And it just, it looks really cute. The art is really cute. You can romance people in the town. It's, it hits all of it. checks all of my boxes. And it was made for eight player co-op, like from the start. Yes. Um, unlike some of those other games that like kind of tacked it on later, it went from the start there. So it's kind of, I wouldn't say balanced around it, but it's ready to play out of the box yeah. with a bunch of friends, which we it definitely has, like, have. Right. It has like more compatibility with co-op and more stuff to do. That's co-op based from what I understand, which is great. Cause co-op is fun can you marry your friends i know you can marry npcs but can you marry your friends as we are want to do at our D D table that's true um i don't know i haven't checked i the the, the stream that i watched like it was uh, probably around a year ago now it was just npcs but i don't know if that's changed because i know in starter you can do both and it wouldn't surprise me if they had like some sort of mechanic in there to like you know marry one of your friends or your irl partner because that's cute as heck <laughs> yeah, they have 15 romanceable characters but how many can you romance from your friends that's the real question <laughs> that's, that's the real question that's what everybody wants to know um so go check out sunhaven it is on sale right now 20 percent off on steam during the sale and is the still is the sale still going on or is it just still permanently on sale <laughs> I think it's. I think the Steam Summer Sale is going on through the end of the month. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, March twenty third. So you got a few days oh, left. Um, Rick, what about you? What's your one more thing? Your BS. What are you doing that isn't just rolling the dice? Uh, I mean, I haven't tried it yet, but I watched a stream recently uh, to go with the theme of some people playing the Quarry, and I want to play it really badly now. Oh, I've been playing the quarry with my wife. We love um, the Dark Picture Anthology games and everybody from um, from Supermassive. If you liked uh, Until Dawn, I don't know if you checked out their first big game for PlayStation. Um, I've played it. Oh, okay. So I honestly, I would recommend Until Dawn a little bit more. Um, it's just a little bit more schlocky, um, uh, you know, 90s teen horror vibe. Um, they go for it in the quarry. I don't think they pull it off as well. And... Uh, uh, Until Dawn has people like uh, Hayden Panettiere in it, um, and the dude from Mr. Robot, I forget his name, Rami Malek, I think. Rami Malek. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, like, a little bit of a more powerful cast. And if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, the guy who played Ward in that show that no one remembers. Um, okay. So so there's that. I so mean, if you're into that that type of thing, but the quarry's also good. The quarry also has Ted Raimi, which... It's true. Know, I'm, I'm always a sucker for him. So. Hell yeah. He plays a really creepy sheriff in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like terrifying. <laughs> Very off-putting, but like there is a little bit of like scene stealing because it seemed like everybody else didn't get the memo and then him and Justice Smith were like, oh, we know how to act. It's fine. We got this. Um, yeah. So there, there is a little bit of a disconnect, which is perfect for a teen, you know, horror movie. <laughs> so that's kind of exciting. But yeah, Supermassive games are great. What, like, what turned you on to the quarry? Like what stream was it? Uh, it was actually Black Girl Gamers. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And they were hilarious. I mean, I felt bad because they started out, they were having some technical issues. Uh-huh. But they were so funny that I just stuck around. And then once I got playing the game, it was amazing. Oh, hell and yeah. And their content was just fantastic, and it sold it for me. I haven't bought it yet, but in theory, it sold it for I me. I think you might have just missed it. It was just on sale. Actually, I think I picked it up for like thirty bucks compared to the I think the seventy dollar price tag of it. Um, when it's at full price, so watch for it. It goes on sale a lot because um of their relationship with PlayStation. So um, you can grab a lot of those super massive games on on, on the cheap. 
Um, and I actually, I don't know if the quarry is on there, but if you have PlayStation Plus Extra, a lot of their games are on there. Uh, nice. So if you if you want to catch that on sale, are you a big horror fan, or is this oh, one absolutely. of your first quarries? Yeah. I mean, I haven't played a lot of horror games necessarily, mm-hmm. but I love horror in general. What's your favorite horror movie? I mean, I know it's a big question, yeah. right? Like, is it are you talking which which generation, which uh, which uh, <laughs> genre? Yeah, the the one that probably pops out off the top of my head is Evil Dead Two because it's not really like horror horror. It's more horror comedy. But it, like, created that genre, basically. Yeah. Such a good Absolutely. movie. Um, what about your favorite modern one? What's the What's the one that really stands out to you that, that you've seen the last few years? Honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot in the last few years. I kind of oh. just stick with the classics, mostly. I, I highly recommend Barbarian. That I fell in love with Barbarian recently. It doesn't have quite the same tone. Not like something like Drag Me to Hell. You know, if you're a big Evil Dead fan, you know you go see Drag Me to Hell, which they just announced that they might be doing a sequel. Um, I hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody involved has been talking about it, which like really throws fuel in the fire. But specifically, Sam Raimi was like, "No, I have something for Drag Me to Hell too. We could definitely do it in the next few years." It's just randomly in an interview about Doctor Strange too. Um, <laughs> so so that's kind of exciting. And then I think he was doing a press drink for Evil Dead Rise um which uh i got to see an early screening of definitely recommend it it's very good go see it you'll shit your pants and laugh so i'm looking forward to that and actually let me let me backtrack a little bit i forgot i did watch uh don't be afraid of the dark the guillermo del toro yeah love that movie did you did you like the original stuff that it was based on great question i totally know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't based on anything people got it confused with are you afraid of the dark (laughs) <laughs> uh, i mean i i did love that as a kid but yeah but it is unrelated i didn't mean to, to fuck with you but... <laughs> uh, hold on. question no uh you you answered correctly you didn't fall for it um and i'm a monster definitely go check out don't be afraid of the dark and are you afraid of the dark still very good um <laughs> but that is a good choice are you excited about uh guillermo del toro's next stuff that they just announced I haven't heard any announcements yet because I'm the worst at, you know, keeping up with stuff. But right, get on the I, internet, chronically online. That is what we do. I love everything that I've ever seen of his, which is unfortunately not all of it. But, yeah, I, I love it. Well, the, he just announced that his next live action movie is going to be Frankenstein. My question is, is Doug Jones in it? Because I got to, like, not really meet him, but there was oh. a Q&A that I got to go to with him. Um and he's phenomenal. I love everything that he's in. I'm also uh, almost done, almost caught up with Star Trek Discovery. Oh, hell yeah. Great, yeah, Matt. I, I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I know I'm not supposed to talk about Star Trek. but Star Trek Discovery is some of the best Star Trek they've, they, they've, they've put out in a long, long time, though. That and Picard. Picard's amazing. I, I feel like to like Picard, you really got to be a big fan of Next Generation, which if you like Star Trek, uh, Star, Star, Trek uh, Star Trek, you probably are a big fan of Next Generation. But as someone who wasn't really into Next Generation growing up, um, I was a little bit torn. But then I rewatched Next Generation and I, I do really dig Picard now. But originally yeah. I was like, ah, I don't I don't get this. What's the appeal? Have you have you watched the new season at all? No, I haven't watched the new season. So I would definitely recommend it. No spoilers. Uh, there's a <laughs> character, uh, Captain Shaw, who is played by Todd Stashwick, and I'm super excited. I know you guys have talked about you know cons and why not to go to them. 
<laughs> I'm going to GaryCon mostly to meet, you know, a bunch of friends from the internet. Um, but I'm really excited because I am going to play in Todd Stashwick's game on Sunday at GaryCon. Oh, that's oh so cool! God. Yeah. Like, Hell I'm yeah. Gonna Thursday, watch the new episode when it comes out, and then I'm going to someday go play in his game. Are they going to televise the event? I would love that. That would be awesome. I don't think so. No! <laughs> we can't really plug it, but if you're alive, go see it. Where's it at? Uh, that one place where mm -hmm. the guy is. Um, is it Lake Geneva? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you're in the Midwest, go check that out. <laughs> um, and uh, so far, they haven't announced uh, that uh, Doug Jones is in it, but you have Mia Goth, who is making waves in the horror scene from things like X and Infinity Pool. Uh, very, very good in those. Um, Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac are going to be in Frankenstein Ooh. so far. So still a good cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has been talking about wanting to make a Frankenstein movie for a very, very long time. So to see him finally get the chance to is going to be kind of cool. Um, I still really want to see him do At the Mountains of Madness because yeah. I'm a big Cthulhu fan. You know, Lovecraft is a piece of shit, but like, but the, the mythos, mythos is still cool, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. That's and that's one of those kind of like almost magnum opus potentially stuff because it's so hard to film anything with that cosmic horror and the horror of the unknown. How do you put that on film? Um, but have if anyone could do it, the, he could. Have you seen the like preview teaser, whatever? I I don't know what you call it that they released not that long ago from no, that movie. No, I don't think I did. Oh my god, it is super short, but it's amazing. I highly recommend checking it out. I don't, I don't know. I think the last I heard, it's in production hell and may not ever get made. But what Guillermo del Toro having production issues? I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> when almost everything he announces comes out, it's uh, <laughs> wow. Well, I'll at least go and enjoy the short of what I can, and we'll see if it comes out. Um, Lissa, I think that you should be allowed to plug your one more thing even though it's probably just going to be like biscuits that are actually cookies or something right <laughs> bus stops you know you go outside in the world <laughs> universal health care or whatever so go ahead um yes i support universal health care i support people taking uh, mental health breaks to go on walks and uh buying groceries people remember to keep yourselves fed I support these things. But wow, this has come from the point of privilege. Not everybody can get universal health care or buy groceries. Wow. Really coming from a place of power on this one. Yeah, I know. I'm the worst, right? <laughs> What's your BS? What are you doing outside of the TTRPG space? Uh, that is a good question. What am I doing? I'm... I'm I believed I plug. I believe I plugged this last week as well, but I'm still watching uh, Snowpiercer. Okay. Uh, and... It's 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 interesting. Lots of lots of drama. Lots of uh, very interesting for a a TV show that's set in one single train. There's a lot to go on. It's a long train. It's a big train. It is. It is a big train. There's one thousand. Well, it started off with one thousand and what one mm -hmm. uh, carriages, uh, but it keeps changing. The amount keeps changing, which is very interesting. And spoilers, spoilers. We don't say if it goes up or down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. <laughs> have you have you like been excited to check out the comic or the movie? Like, has it inspired you to look further into the Snowpiercer universe? I think I want to see the movie. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Evans. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
not because of Chris Evans. I didn't even know he was in it. But now but, you um, do. So does that do anything? Uh, Chris Evans is okay. Still has amazing sweaters. He just finds a way all yeah. the time. An amazing yeah. sweater also in Snowpiercer. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Incentive. <laughs> um, I don't know about the comic books. I don't have that much money. I can afford groceries, but I don't know about comic books. Let me see if my copies are DRM free, and I'll send you the Snowpiercer comics. Okay. I can. I'll, I'll hook you up. They're really good. I have a physical copy, but I'm not mailing it to mm. you because you live across the ocean <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous. What else I, I have been playing. I, I'm doing the same thing week after week. Like I don't do anything. <laughs> you can't be boring on a podcast, Lisa. Tell us the cool stuff you're doing. <laughs> I'm still playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I am still playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, I am still playing Terraria. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa bought Skyrim. Oh yeah, I I bought Skyrim. uh, She might actually play it now. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you updated on Skyrim, because I've never played Skyrim, (laughs) except if you count when I went to my friend's house and I couldn't even... I basically got through the tutorial and into the first um, town. You've seen all you need to see. It's a, it's not a big game at all. Like no, I didn't get into the town. I was at the gates of the town, and then I killed. I, I shot a chicken. The first chicken I saw. And you I played got, Skyrim. Oh, that's oh, that's most of what you do. You monster! Why did you shoot a chicken? What did I ever do to you? Because I saw. Because it's delicious. And you shot it? Yeah. <laughs> That's Isn't fair. that what you're supposed to do? Shoot things in Skyrim? Well, I shot a chicken, and then they were very... No, we mostly do pacifist runs. The The Skyrim community <laughs> is notoriously like the Undertale community. We, you know, abolish uh, violence. So, yeah. So, um, I've got, I've been killed multiple times, but I haven't made it to the first town. Um, but now I own the game, so I may or may not... What are you playing it on? A calculator? Your computer can't run Skyrim. Nope playstation oh wow didn't know you were doing so well i got it for free let's not talk about it <laughs> Whoa. oh shit uh what's out there threatening people with acid if they don't give them their playstation you hear to hear first we got pirates abound on this podcast this is crazy um full of rogues this week i didn't know um <laughs> networking you should look into it <laughs> i did that's how we got rick on the show <laughs> it only took months of really poor dms <laughs> i i slid in there and then never replied because i don't open twitter <laughs> all right and then i did the same thing uh see like it it, it pays it, it works out eventually and uh, we had to be like hey can we go to a different platform that we check at some point to talk about this and eventually it worked out i'm networking but my network doesn't just drop off playstations uh, undisclosed locations like you just getting drops at the bus stop uh well i don't have any cool dead drops going on i've been playing a lot of stuff um with my kid been working through uh pokemon scarlet with my son he fucking loves that. I read a lot of Pokédex entries every single day. Um, they keep adding Pokémon. I don't know if you know this, but they're over a thousand now. Uh, how, do you, how do you keep track? I don't. I don't. What happens is he runs up and he goes, Dad, have you ever seen this one? I say no. And I go, oh, it's probably new, right? And it came out 15 years ago. I'm like, oh, God. 
I'm so old. <laughs> it hurts me. Um, so there's that. I've been doing that. I uh, recently picked up Devil May Cry 5, which is really fun if you like the hack and slash and butt rock, um, which is a, can be a great time. Um, I just started up a new GURPS game, which I know I broke my own rule, but I, that's what I've been working on, writing a lot of that. And then I picked up a few comic book gigs I can't talk about yet. Um, but it's been really fun working on those and like people potentially paying me money to write things. It's no, you know, even footing games, Rick, but it's still exciting. They pay me no money. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool though. <laughs> Again, I am not salty at all. Um, uh, speaking of comic books though, I have been reading a lot of Superman. I just reread all-star Superman, which I highly recommend if you're a comic book fan, Superman fan. Um, and they're going to be pulling a lot of inspiration from that run with Grant Morrison, uh, for the new James Gunn universe. So if you're excited about DC at all, go check out all-star Superman. I don't really need to plug Superman. People are aware of him. I'm not going to move the needle on that, but that's what I read. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to find me online, you can find all of my writing at T.S. Luther. I'm on Twitter at Resident Stevel. You can find this podcast at kbkillcreations.com along with a bunch of other cool podcasts like Slavenly Trolls. You can get uh, lots of bonus content and support this show. Keeps the lights on, the mites going over at patreon.com slash creations. If you want to reach out and talk to us, you can do so on Twitter at Pod or through email Camp Creations at gmail.com Lissa, where can the people find you online? They can find me as the best sister host of a Slumly Trolls uh, uh, <laughs> running the Instagram and also running the Cave Trolls podcast um, <laughs> Trolls pod. Look at that. Um, Sharday, are you are you somewhere in there? Do you do Slavin' Troll stuff? I'm not uh, quite sure. Apparently not, because according to Lissa from our recording yesterday, I am no longer a host of the Slavin' <laughs> Trolls. Yes. Um, so tune in April 1st to hear that uh, demotion that I got. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you could catch me as the guest of the Slovenly Trolls podcast. And then uh, find me on Twitter because I run the Slovenly Trolls Twitter at Slovenly Trolls. Oh, man. Well, congratulations on getting a guest spot on Slovenly Trolls. I really like what they're doing I know, over there. It's big deal. Big deal. I, I can't. I've been trying to get on the show for years. So it's just not happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Rick, where can the people find you? Yeah, uh, most social media, if it says HamPod with two M's, that's probably me. Uh, Twitter is sometimes me, but I don't remember what. It just look for Hammer the God. So <laughs> I'll put I'll put the exact spelling in the description below. Um, have you ever had to fight with John Ham over a handle? Because I think HamPod um, originally was going to be his thing, and you usurped. So. Uh, yeah, so I I don't know if it was John Ham or who it was, but somebody has the HamPod. Uh, handle on twitter and i'm very angry because it's the only platform <laughs> oh. that i could not get that so yeah let's see if we can okay. get that for you i want the all of the trolls i want you out there to mobilize all tens of you <laughs> and you reach out to twitter who which is notoriously good in, at listening to the people um and definitely not right ring shills and you can go <laughs> and get rick this handle Listen, their their Twitter has not been active in years, but they still won't let me have it. So. What the fuck, Twitter? Get your shit together, Musk, okay? Get us that handle. This is the most important <laughs> pressing thing that you could be talking about on your platform. 
Yeah, not the fact that Twitter is, you know, a dumpster fire and falling apart or anything. Well, I think that's a given. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can do much about that at this time, but at least while the ship is sinking, we can get you that handle. <laughs> uh, what about even footing games? Where can people find all of their stuff? Uh, yeah, so pretty much anywhere that has even footing games uh, as the handle or evenfootinggames.com. Uh, there's also the drive through RPG. And they, they have an Amazon, but like I don't want to give Bezos money, so get it through somewhere else. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Echo those sentiments exactly. So go check out Even Footing Games. Go check out Hammer of the Gods. Go check out Rick wherever in the Midwest he roams. <laughs> he wouldn't give me the address. I tried, people. I tried to get you that meet and greet. It wouldn't even tell us where they're going to televise that game, but that's okay. Um, I'm but, guessing you know, if you just follow Doug enough. Jones, you can eventually find him. It sounds like you might be on the trail. <laughs> the one time the one time that i saw him <laughs> uh well thanks so much for joining us rick thanks so much for listening audience uh Chardé, no thanks lissa you're wonderful um <laughs> I, <laughs> we've been the cave trolls and we're out um the recording is done rick once again we had that special time where we get to thank our patreon producers right now we have kim winson jeremy raymond the Lorax and Trellbot. Thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on, the mics rolling. You keep chicken sandwiches in our pockets and you keep us having fun on the mic. Thank you so much.